The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And it's Halloween weekend, so... Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm Joel Mahalik being joined in studio by... The lovely Sharon. The lovely Sharon, yes. Yes, that's me, the lovely Sharon. <laughs> and we're glad you're so here. So guess who I am? You're the lovely Sharon. I'm the lovely Sharon. And that's the lovely Molly. Our alarm and system is in place right yes. behind you, pr- protecting, protecting the doorway between us, us and the rest of yes. whatever is out there, really. Well, it's kind of pooky out there, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it is a little pooky. Anyway, <laughs> folks, so welcome to the program. Here's how you get a hold of us if you want to, and you should want to. You better want to. You better. <laughs> We're on the World Wide Web at www.jmtalk.net. And also on social media, join us on TikTok and in, TikTok and Facebook, right, at JM Talk. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. It's not fair that I don't have JM Talk for all of our social media. And that's sort of my fault, you know, late start getting to some of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else out there Thankfully, on certain social medias have JM Talk. And then you go there, and they have no content at all. No uh, texts, no content, no nothing. You're like, dude, give it up. Right? You, you this, don't need it as much as right? I need it. Uh, check out the webpage. Subscribe. Put your finger on the button. Put your finger on the subscribe button. On the button. You click the subscribe button. Subscribe yeah. to the sh- show. Yeah. We're all over the place. iHeart, Apple. And you can click that a little alarm that tells you... When there is a post. Oh, on Apple? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you mentioned that before, but yeah. Yeah. On, on Apple, you yeah. can do that, yeah. Yeah. So, th- you can also email us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com, and we'll tell you, if you're a new listener later on, why you'd want to do that. We have some ideas for you on how you can interact right. with the program. and exactly. Get in touch with us. So, um, yeah. So, it's Halloween weekend, and... Um, I mean, we didn't make an elaborate Halloween everything theme show. We would have liked to, but yeah. we have a lot of things going on. Yeah. But and really, like we're like we came into this year with aspirations of Halloween because it's a right. Saturday. I know it's a full moon. We were so excited! First time a full moon on a Halloween Saturday on a Halloween. Wait a minute, is it first time for a full moon on Halloween? We're first time for a full moon on a Saturday Halloween since 1944. Something, it's one of those two. Yeah. And I think I, it's the Saturday and full moon. I, I, I forget what it is, but... I think it's the Saturday and full it, moon. It might be, because I'm pretty sure we've had full moons on Halloween before. Absolutely, yeah. Since then. But anyway, um, so yeah. So we were excited about it, but really, the, it's just all... What's that? <laughs> it's, we've been beaten down from it, really. 
with every yeah with everything going on this year it's you know covid and 2021 our fifth or sixth year of 2020 right now i, I mean know. it's like is it ever going to get out of here right you know and and we're not having much hope for 2021 <laughs> you know why i just figured out why we're having such a horrible year why it's double numbers 2020 Double number. Where, where do you get yeah, that from? Like it's twenty twenty. Like back in ten ten, they had I'm problems. Sorry, I, I wasn't quite around back in ten ten. Okay, well, <laughs> I wasn't in this lifetime, but so yeah, twenty twenty. That's the reason. So you think it's because it's double numbers? Yes, I do. Because the only other time I've ever heard that is, uh, do you remember that movie with Robin Williams where he was a comedian and he ran for president as, as a joke and. Won, won the presidency, yes, yes. and then uh, yeah, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Linny, Laura Linny, played yeah. the lady who figured out that it was double letters and double yes, numbers and yes, double, double, yes. double, double, yes. and uh, and such like that. So yeah, that's the only other so, time I've heard that. So I guess I, that could lend yeah. its charm. I don't know. Yeah, for real, because it's 2020, right? Any other like before this, it was um, 2019 or. 19 something you know what i mean right so this year it's that's really interesting now did you think of that or did you read that somewhere no i really just thought of that well well that's ingenious it is and that's why you're the lovely sharon that's why i am the lovely sharon right and see then that you're just, not the lovely no sharon. that proves that i am uneducated i am an uneducated oh racist russian God. bot apparently you are <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway so um Lots going on too. It like Halloween is it? It's also I'm so proud different. Of myself. You should be. That's really good. That's really good. Like for real. Like maybe we, maybe we can get you. Maybe maybe we can get you booked on Coast to Coast AM. What? That's that show that like it's every night of the week, all the way through the middle of the night. Yeah. And it just talks about sci-fi and weird things and theories yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Huh. Coast to Coast AM. Wow. Wow. That's you get a fist pump for that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I have to get a drink of Wawa. <laughs> so, oh, I, that's right. I got coffee. I forgot I got coffee. The fire's on. It sounds like the house is burning I know, down. right? But anyway, so <laughs> there's other challenges too. You know, the CDC came out with guidelines. Okay. On how trick-or-treating should work. And... um one and a lot of it is there is a spike you know that and, and that's the thing i meant to mention this last week you know there are spikes in almost in uh, more than half the states yes so that second wave is coming and everybody so, says so yeah. yeah so you know and so it now more than ever it's important to make sure you're if you slid a little bit on making sure you stay safe that you go back to making sure you stay safe what yeah. i cannot fathom is is that we picked, COVID has picked, or the CDC is putting guidelines on the one holiday where you wear masks right. and eat candy. I mean, I've been doing that for seven months. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. that's another reason why I don't give a damn about Halloween as much as I, you know, for our spiritual exactly. reasons, yes. Yeah. But for the other reasons, I mean, we've already put, we put our Halloween decorations out for four days and put them back away. I know. Like, you know, it's really affecting us as it's well re- as other people. You know people. what? I can't believe how much it's affected me. Right. For real, because I'm like, um, 
Halloween, yeah, okay. It's like a Christmas to you. Yeah. And it's not, I'm like, okay, whatever, I got this stuff I got to do. So I'll just go do my stuff and you decorations, you're in my way, so then you get put away. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. It's a yucky, yucky year. It (gasps) is. Yucky year. Yucky year. You did it again. I did it again. You did it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did it again. Um, 2020 is a yucky year. A yucky year. Yep. Um, so the CDC put out guidelines, of course, uh, and what it's done is, like, even where we live, we have no idea, really, what the rules are going to be I know. this weekend for trick-or-treating. And it's only, what, two days away? Yeah, and and, and really, you know... And, and not, I haven't bought any Well, we candy. I was going to say, you and I, I think we came to maybe an almost conclusion tonight that we don't want to do anything. Right. You know, lights out, and horror I movies. I suspect... <laughs> That a lot of people are feeling that way. I know one person who has trick-or-treat age children who won't let their children out to trick-or-treat. Right. Because they, she doesn't want her children around somebody. First of all, if they have COVID, then they've touched all that candy. Right. And then the candy is going to be touched by your children. And I get that. And I'm conscious to that. And that's why part of me is like, do I really even want to deal with this? I know. I mean, we know if we buy it and we open up the packaging, other than the outside of the package, if we go buy it, okay, and we could yeah. put gloves on and get the package out of the way, wear yeah, gloves, you know, right. and, you know. So we know that we can make the packaging of the candy relatively as safe as we feel like we are. Yeah. But then, you know, you don't want other people worrying about, oh, they're handing you the candy. Some people have come up with some great ideas with like some yeah. three-inch conduit candy shoots or decorating them, putting lights on them. We have that grabber. We can just grab a piece of candy and plop it into their we bag. We could. So the other alternative that you and I have is what we, I, I, we've talked to some neighbors and some of the neighbors are doing the same thing. They want to at least, because the way it works here in our neighborhood is like the young kids come out with their parents, yeah. and then after, yeah. after about an hour or so, then you have all the teenagers, young right. adults, and middle-aged drunks right. <laughs> coming around with pillowcases. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, How old are you, right? little boy? Right, people like, you know, uh, with the munchies. Six. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So what we're probably going to do is maybe that. Maybe just do it for an hour and then shut the lights off and everything like that. I mean, we might just do that. Or, oh my God, I had another great idea. What? We could have Molly. We give it to Molly and she walks home to the children. Oh yeah, let's see how well that works. You give it to Molly and she'll take off with it. You remember the great hot dog caper of 2012? I know. Do you remember the Pizzell... um, uh, uh, I forget what I called it. The Pizzell... uh, Look on her blog. Okay. The the blunder with the Pizzells. Yes. You remember the Pizzell? I do. She grabbed that Pizzell out of her granddaughter's hand. As quick as could be. Right. And became the fastest dog on the face of the world. Yep. Yes, she did. Yeah. We had to chase her down. And had it eaten. Before no, we could no, no, get we to retrieved it. it whole. 
Oh, did we? We retrieved it whole, which to this day surprises see, I me. I lied. Yeah, I did. lied to the people. You did. You see that? I didn't mean to lie to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> so trunk or treats have been canceled. Uh, Halloween parties have been canceled. Parades have been canceled. The CDC yeah. recommends that you uh, only have Halloween parties with people in your house. You only um, carve pumpkins with people in your house. Okay, but... That's going to be a very shitty party for me and you. Right? Yeah, because... Uh, it's only me and you. Yeah. You only do so much running around Honey, naked. Honey, you want to dance now? Nah. <laughs> and, and by the way... What's your costume? Uh, my, my birthday suit. I'm a homicidal maniac. <laughs> we look like everybody else. Um, and that's a thing from... Don't get all excited, people. It's a saying from... Uh, what is that? What did you say? What was it saying? Um, Oh, my God. With the little Tuesday and Pugsley. Oh, Adam's family. Adam's family, right. So um, in the next week or two, we'll have have more information. But also look forward to this. The CDC is also starting to release guidelines telling us how we have to celebrate Thanksgiving. I said this before, and I'm (coughs) going to say it again. They are coming after all the holidays. All the holidays are are being coming after Really? <laughs> you like that? They're being coming after. Yes, they are. They are. All right. And so we're going to have that problem with Christmas and yeah. Thanksgiving, and so and so we'll we'll, the we'll government keep you. is quickly, not slowly, quickly trying to rule every aspect of our lives. Yes. So. Now, Halloween is also known as something else that's spiritual, Samhain, so I want right. to do direct to you about Samhain. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely Sharon. For Joel and I, um, it's called Samhain. Um, it's a holiday that is like a major, kind of a major holiday It is a major us. holiday. It's one of the five major holidays. Right. But I mean, in the fact that um, you know, it's it's the start of a a new year, right? No, not that's Yule, but um, harvest. It's you know the yeah. ending result of the this harvest was a bad idea. season. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of late in the day for you to be remembered. Put me on the spot. I <laughs> Good. I haven't had enough to drink. I only had one shot. Wait, what? Come on. <laughs> Hold on a second here. <laughs> oh, so but anyway, yeah, it's um, we used to go by the term pagans. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're Wiccans. And what always amazed me, even before you know my transformation, transformation—I was going to say Transylvania—before <laughs> my Transylvania <laughs> is how other religions, <clears throat> all their holidays, which came after. The pagans established their Sabbaths and how they've just taken them and given them a different twist. Well, you know, you know why they did that. Because they, they did it. No. They don't have any original ideas? No. Well, that's one reason. <laughs> but the other reason is because way, way, way back in the, you know, 1500s, 1600s, um, Christianity was a real big thing. And Molly, um, Molly, Molly, hold on a second. Hold on. Thank you. Our security system is tangling up in all the wires. All right. Um, Anyway, so Christianity was starting to take off 
uh, with a vengeance. And um, as a matter of fact, what was it? The Spanish Inquisition. Uh, Inquisition, right? But it was anyone who was not Catholic or Christian mm-hmm. um, were burned in, at the stake. And how wit- that's how witches became known, you know, for burning at the stake. But in order to get the pagans to switch their religion, <clears throat> the Christians would say, well, look, you have this holiday, which is Yule, and, we, and it celebrates, you know, the birth of um, the god, and, you know, it's your new year, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, so they used that to twist and get pagans to join Christianity. Uh, look, you have this, we have this. You have May 1st is um, May Day for us and... You know, we dance around a um, a pole with ribbons too. You know, but for us, it means this. For pagans, that was a ritual for fertility, and the pole was represented represented a phallic symbol. So, those kinds of things they you know they would bring up and try and recruit as many pagans as they could. Right. So, yeah. A vicious circle. I'm done, t- I'm done talking. <laughs> My voice. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, there's uh, there's more than one twist to Halloween. I mean, I, mm-hmm. now, I, I cannot tell you where how we came from that to giving out candy. But the costumes certainly come from the fact that pagans would dress up as their ancestors. Because, apparently, on that night, the veil is very thin between the yes. two worlds. Yep. And so, their ancestors, who have since passed on, may yes. be able to see them. Yes. And it would help them recognize Absolutely. Uh, or, or be, yeah. or they would be more familiar and not in such shock. Because yeah. if somebody who passed away 100 years prior saw you, yeah, you know. Yeah, in your garb. Then yeah, I mean, if they saw you wearing like a Rolling like, Stones t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the big tongue hanging out. Right? <laughs> no. So. And, and, and it makes me happy that you uh, remembered that, you know, in one of, the, one of our teachings that you and I had in order for you to... You know, right? Switch over. <laughs> well, we are going to uh, cut away for break. Okay. Um, we have a new wombat of the week coming up uh, in the next segment. Also, something really interesting that we must talk to you about. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I even I did not really even get a anything gross from you when we discussed this. This is one of the few times I discussed with the lovely Sharon what will be on the show. I did not even get or anything like that from her which is really probably because i was holding it in no i doubt that so that's coming up so more coming up plus later on talking to my peeps out there a new honor that i hear are coming up later on the show so don't go anywhere because we're coming right back after this brief word this is new york super oldie station 920 w-o-n the apple brooklyn new york so i use my computer every day i'm not even sure how i get along without it but I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. 
Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program, folks. This is the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And we're back. Thanks for hanging out. It is Halloween weekend. Yes, it is. So, like I said, we didn't do anything extravagant, but we're putting some things in. I have... I have a... We have the book of lists. We talked about this last week. Yes. And we kind of have it here in the studios we can refer to. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a section on uh, strange stories. And I thought I would relay one. It, they're, they're nothing long. They're a short story. Okay. Um, and it's called Helpful Helpful Voices. While on holiday, a woman referred to in the British Medical Journal of December 1997 as AB heard two voices in her head identifying themselves as staff from the Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital wow. in London and telling her to return home immediately. Once she was back in London, the voices gave her an address that turned out to be a hospital's brain scan department. What? They told her to ask for a scan as she had a brain tumor and her brain stem was inflamed. Though she had no symptoms, medical staff reluctantly agreed to do the scan and she did indeed have a tumor. After an operation in May 1984, AB heard the voices again saying, We are pleased to have helped you, they said. Goodbye. A.B. made a full recovery wow. and never heard the voices again. Wow. So I thought that'd be a neat short story to share on the program. That's actually pretty cool. What do you think of that, though? Because, uh, uh, like, we do a lot of paranormal stuff, and I've never heard uh, of something like that. Guided voices, I guess you would call it. We've, we've Ooh, dealt with a lot of things in the paranormal. Okay, yeah. all right. But talk, but have you heard, ever heard uh, of, of them talking to people before? Well, yeah. 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 Because this story also makes you think about people that say that that, that they hear voices or people are talking to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it may, it, they it, go in the loony bin. Maybe they're not so loony is what I'm saying. I know, yeah. So maybe the Joker is not a lunatic. Hmm. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. I thought it was a really good, uh, a, a yeah. good short story to, yeah, I like uh, that. you know, because it's Halloween weekend. You know, we have nothing yeah. officially planned, but exactly. we can have a little bit of fun. Is the whole point? Um, can you do something with that, please? Really? <laughs> I just I know where to put it over here. I'm crowded wow. in this whole big office. <laughs> you could bend over. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, so <clears throat> moving on to our next piece. Um, so this can't be ignored. Uh, I, I came across this, and I came across it because I, cause I, fi- I found out 
that the story is from this year, but way earlier this year. And okay. I, and so what I really learned about it when I was going into the story is that the local affiliate news where I caught it from this week is just now reported on it. So it's a little dated. So some people may say, wait a minute, I know about this. But this story can't be ignored. Listen to this, and then we'll talk about it. It's like nothing you've ever had before, bro. Look at all that flavor. Mm. I've been threatening to make hot dog soup for a very long time. Jason, that dude's a savant. I mean, he really is. He's really good at developing and curating and crafting a dish that will make people go, huh, I didn't think that that would work, but I can't wait to try it. When I came up to give the soup of the day, it was, they're like, what's the soup of the day? It's, uh, it's hot dog soup. Everyone kind of looked at me like I was crazy, and I let them try some, and they were like, well, okay, I guess we can get behind this. Clearly doesn't sound like the most appetizing. Most people just think about hot dog water, I guess. I thought I could come up with an actual soup that tasted like the Chicago-style hot dog that was good and had all the same flavors. This is very unique. The natural progression after that was, what's the next iconic Chicago sandwich to recreate into a soup, and that was Italian beef. Everybody knows Chicago for the Italian beef. Everybody knows Chicago for the Chicago-style hot dog. I think the only thing he hasn't done yet is a pizza soup. Um, stop, we're gonna put that on the list now. <laughs> Ultimately, it's about bringing that culturally relevant Chicago dish to the table in a new and exciting way. My name's Jason Gilmore. I'm the head chef at uh, Cobra Lounge and All Rise Brewing Company. We opened in 2006. We've basically been primarily a music venue for the last 12 to 13 years. All right, Brewing Company opened in 2015. The music venue on one side, the brewery on the other with the shared kitchen with Chef Jason's creations. We're a brew pub at the heart of it when it comes down to the food. I try and make food that's good for drinking beer with, and I like to get Chicago with it, basically. I try and throw a little Chicago flair on everything that I do. Chicago-style hot dog is a beef hot dog, yellow mustard, sweet pickle relish, pickle spear, fresh tomato, and celery salt on All of those elements go into the soup. Everything but the bun. It's even got a little potato in there because every good hot dog comes with a side of fries, right? It's got all the aspects of a great Chicago-style hot dog, but it's also got the aspects of being a great warming soup that you want to continue to eat and you want to come back and have because it's something you know already, but it's a new way to enjoy it. He can take any dish and make it his own. He's able to put a bit of Chicago into everything that he does, and I think he's accomplished that on every level so far. So we're gonna keep rolling the dice and taking some risks and seeing what we come up with. The second that fall weather hits, he starts to craft a dish that reminds you of summer to take yourself out of it for a second. That's his brilliance in the kitchen. It starts getting a little bit colder, everyone starts thinking about soup. It's just a natural progression from hot dog to soup. Wow, is all I can say. Right? And although I thought, when I first saw it, I thought hot dog water I did. Ew. I, I did stop uh. and think about it. And no, hot dog water, you boil hot dogs in water, that's hot dog water. But if, right. you're, if you're making a nice, uh, a nice thick, like maybe like a chicken broth based soup base, yeah. and the hot dogs are in it, tell me what's different than having sausage in a soup base with other vegetables. Right. The difference would be the hot dog. You're going to say the hot dogs. It's a hot dog, and that's dog. not. I don't want you to focus on that. That's the. That's the thing. So we're going to post a picture of the of the crocker soup. You tell me that doesn't look appetizing to you. 
Because it looks it looks appetizing to me. And uh, look at the yeah. pickle. Look at the dill pickle wow. resting in there. So uh in a <laughs> So Jason Gilmore from All Rise Brewing in the near west side of Chicago, he came up with this recipe for the soup, as you heard. And uh this soup was so popular at the brewery, lovely Sharon, that it sold out. Ooh. Well, people in Chicago really don't have good taste. No, I'm sorry, but contrary to that, it just so no. happens. It just so happens that just this week, I put a meme up on a show page. Okay. 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 Uh, I made a meme. I didn't put it up. I made the meme okay. about Chicago food being the best. Okay. And you know, in fact, uh, you got to go on. You have to. Go, you have to visit the Facebook page. What? It's as simple as that. I will not have it. So then the next night after I make this meme and post it, this comes across the desk. So they do have good food, and we know it because we were there. I'm kidding. The Italian Chicago beef. has good food. The, the, pol- the Chicago Polish, the Chicago dog. Okay, log. yeah. Did you even try the hot dog? I, I don't remember. No. Why? I don't because I was never offered it. <laughs> That's how I get away with everything. Whatever. I was never offered it. <laughs> so, you know, and he made this. Because his thought process was every fall he tries to get creative, especially when it comes time for soups. Right. And so in this this time with this soup, he thought to himself, could he make something that would remind people of summer, but they have the warmth of the cold weather? And we say cold. We're like, we were talking this week about what we're getting for weather after, you know, the right. 57,000 days of rain. It's going right. to start getting cold. Oh, and the 58,000 yeah. days. <laughs> so, <laughs> um so he was inspired just by going, you know what? Hot dogs. So, you know, it's a, it, it's a nice broth. I'm trying to find the recipe. His. I don't want something that, like, look, when, when I pulled out of the pot and put it in a bowl, that's what I want. See, look, the celery salt all over the top. We got the I tomatoes, look, the pickles, potatoes. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. <laughs> and the I hot really dogs. am looking. Yeah. And it still looks gross to me. <laughs> no, it does not. No, How we have can to, you say we're that? We're going to have to How put this. How can you tell me it does not look gross? How can you tell me it does? Okay. So you have your likes and I have my dislikes. <laughs> As it turns out. We'll have to put the picture to a vote. Okay. On Facebook, okay. but I'm gonna have to find his recipe. I want his recipe, and I want to try it, even if it's a small batch. Okay, because I know you won't have any. Mm-mm. But then you'll want to taste my hot dog, and then you'll want it. No, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So now he also went on to make a soup based on Italian beef. So now you got a, a very a very robust uh, beef broth base. You've got the Italian beef in there. You got the uh, what do you call those? What do you call those vegetables? What do you call those vegetables that are like pickled that oh, they sell? Um, uh, they start with a G, I think. Yeah, they do. Um, G A or D? Yeah, G- gor- gor- gar- uh, gherkins. <laughs> not gherkins. No, gar- um, gardenia. No. That's power, oh, man. But anyway, they're they're they're, pick, they're like pickled. They're delicious. Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you got that in there. You got the beef, and then he puts two pieces of some sort of bread on top, crusty toasted bread, and the cheese, mm-hmm. and then it goes in the oven. So that's almost like a French onion soup, but it's got the beef. Come on, man. In no. the words of Joe Biden, come on, man. Definitely no. <laughs> really, you wouldn't even give the Italian beef a little bit of a whirl. What is it with you and soups? Like, if it's not pasta frizzle and you didn't make it, you're not interested. My mom turned me off of soups. How can you be turned off from soups? We had, no, now we have to talk about this. Okay. 
Uh, as a as a kid, potato soup. Yeah, I know that is one of your pet peeves is potato anything potato soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> potato soup growing up was potatoes boiled in water. Mm-hmm. Salt and pepper and milk. Okay. Cream of potato soup. What? <laughs> cream of It was not creamy. <laughs> it was like milk liquid, like milk. just milk. potatoes. Thank God milk is liquid. Just oh so potatoes. what? Like everything was mashed up and in, into no. a liquid? I would have preferred that. <laughs> it was potatoes diced. Okay. In water. In Cooked water. In water. Cooked in water. With salt and pepper. Right. And then milk added. It was, I guess, her attempt at a creamy so- soup, but it was nasty. Nasty. So <laughs> okay. Since then, I guess I got it in my head that all soups are nasty. But you like your pasta fajol. I yes, I do like. You like my, you like my tortilla chicken. Yes, I did tell you that. <laughs> wait a oh, wait a minute, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! <laughs> no, I'm just I'm not a soup person. Oh, uh, well, I you I'd, can thank then, my mother for that. I need to secure the. Oh, oh it's down there. No, great, it's at the beach. I need the small crock pot then because I can't have this. I got to be able to make soups, man. I'll make soups. Come on, I'll man. try a little bit. So you'll try a little bit of the hot dog soup? No. <laughs> No, you can't make me. All right. I would rather eat liver and onions. All right. Okay. All right. Actually, I would rather eat liver and onions. (laughs) All right. Okay. So anyway, back to this. So you know, um, I'm interested. I like. I I I want more information. I'd like to get the recipe, um, his because I'm afraid that if you don't have his, contact him, telling him who you are. Our radio show. You think that would work? I think it would. Do you think anyone cares who I am? I care who you are. I know you do. Because I love you, man. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you more. So um, moving on. Um, so yeah. So contact him. Well, maybe, maybe I. What's will. the harm? I mean, what's I, the harm? What's he going to say? I'll contact, no. the, I'll contact the brewery because at least the no, brewery. Him, 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 well, him, he him. works for the brewery. Okay, so say I want to get in contact with the chef that works in the brewery, and I want to talk to him. Period. 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 End of story. Blunt to the point. Okay. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, if message us if you've been to Chicago and you've had it, and we have a contact in Chicago, so I bet you, yeah. I bet you, our daughter would try that for me to tell me how it is. I bet you. Uh, yeah, I think that's a um, a solid bet there. <laughs> okay, a lot of them I think you wouldn't get it to try. So, uh, so that's that. We need to get to a Wombat of the Week before you say goodbye. Um, okay. So I want to tell people how they can participate in Wombat of the Week. It's very, very easy. First of all, the Wombat of the Week, if you're a first-time listener, is 
our way of crowning stupid people doing stupid doing things stupid and winding things. up in the news. And winding up in the news. So how do you get involved? How do you get involved? <laughs> what? So, so what you can do is you can email the show. You can email us. The link to a news story has to be a bona fide news story. It can't be from Babylonia. It can't be from The Onion. It's got to be a bona fide news story of stupid people doing stupid things and send it to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. So that's where you can say that you can also send us a PM over Facebook at JM Talk. We'll get it that way too. And uh, believe me, there's plenty out there. In fact, we didn't even have one picked out yet for this show. And I said, that's all right. It'll take me 20 uh, seconds yeah, to 20s, find one. <laughs> I know, right? He turned on his computer and, and, they, there, and it was there it was. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> so... So we want to talk about Hugh Sieber, 50 years old, uh, from Tennessee. Tennessee Tennessee Sheriff said they had an easy job tracking him down because he, they found his missing finger, cell phone, and tools at the property of a victim that he robbed. <laughs> his severed finger... <laughs> along with his cell phone and tools. But I guess if you... That's almost <laughs> like the break-in that I had when I worked at self-storage. Oh, well, they, they left... Uh, they left an insurance card <laughs> from their truck. <laughs> so he was... Oh, my Lord. He was arrested in Clinton, Tennessee. Okay, the Anderson County Sheriff's Office uh, received a complaint about a s- stolen log splitter. So the plot thickens, lovely Sharon. Wow, no wonder he lost his fingers. <laughs> the property owner told deputies that various tools and other things were lying scattered along the driveway. Plus, in a gruesome discovery, they found the suspect's, suspect, the suspect's severed finger. So along with his digit, they found his cell phone, they found some of his tools, and this ended up leading them straight to 50-year-old Hugh Sieber. I mean, the evidence they collected, you have to understand, it really fingered the guy. (laughs) It did. Can you see that? Holding the finger, you're the man, you're the guy. Prove it. (laughs) Prove it. Uh, The sheriff's office... Prove it. Prove (laughs) it to me that this is my finger. The sheriff's office said the alleged thief was dropped off at the Methodist Medical Center emergency room around 4 a.m. with a finger missing. And uh, the sheriff's added that he was very proud... Oh, Sheriff Russell. The sheriff said that he was proud of his uh, his uh, sheriff's deputy's sleuthing abilities. But I guess it's not hard if you find a if you find someone had a log splitter m- missing and you found a severed finger. Oh my god! At the scene of the crime, they have to be dumb as a bag of bricks. I mean, they carry, don't they? Don't they carry? Like, let me get my AirPods out here. Don't they carry fingerprint scanners that are like this big in their pocket? So they, oh my so they can Lord. take the finger and go, huh? Oh look, Hugh Sieber. Yeah, I know wow. him. Wow, owes me ten bucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. I just can't seem to put my finger on what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, he didn't get far. They found out who he was from their super sleuthing abilities of being able to right? get a fingerprint wow. off of a finger. You know, you don't even have to. I don't you, don't, know. you don't even have to dust the equipment, man. Right? Come, come on, man. <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny. Yeah. So, um, so because of this, fifty-year-old Hugh Sieber from Tennessee, you are one hell of a wombat of the week, <laughs> and you can wear that crown, which gives you bragging rights for the week, and yeah. it's all yours, buddy. Mm. All right. So. Mm mm mm. Ah. 
stupid. I got nothing. Stupid. That's the only word I can I can think of. Well, if he goes to jail, he doesn't have to worry about how he's going to work a mouse on a computer anymore. So I know, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, that's our one by the week. Make sure you get your stories in because you can participate and um, get them into us at Joel Mahalik Radio at gmail dot com. I what? You got it. I got it. You got it. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to be coming back, but it's time for you to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. As she leaves, I will take a quick break, and I'll be back. I have uh, a new Honor Thy Hero for this week, plus more coming up. If time permits, we'll get the one last thing, and that's all on Halloween weekend here on the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm scared. Featuring the lovely Sharon. Be back right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back, folks, to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for coming back after the break. The lovely Sharon uh, has uh, moved on and is getting ready for the trick-or-treating. This is the Halloween weekend program, and uh, I'm really glad you guys hung out. We got a couple things to cover during this segment. If time permits, we're going to get to one last thing. I'm going to honor a new hero here shortly for you and um so that's coming up and we'll tell you how you can get involved which is very similar to how you get involved with the wombat of the week segment so uh but first first let me open this bottle of water without it spilling have you ever seen the bottles of spring water they're so full that when you go to open it you end up squirting it all over i didn't do that this time i did very well this time sorry about those sound effects but anyway, uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about is about a 13-year-old um, from Iowa named Luke Phil. I want to talk about this kid for a little bit because Luke Phil amazingly built himself, built, built himself and built himself using two different forms of grammar, a tiny house. Yes, that's right. So, he wanted to find out a way um, where he wanted to find a way to have a place of his own, but he's like 13, and I think at the time he was 11 or 12 when he started the project, okay? So, um, he took on this project, and he started doing it. So, you know... When you think about it, most people don't think about having a tiny house, but he wanted some something that was separate from his parents' place. And, of course, his parents only let him sleep in a couple nights a week out there, so he does not live in it. It's on their property. 
and he intends to either move it when he's old enough or actually sell it because he may he's got bigger things on the horizon. But to get the money he needed for this project, um, Luke did what he whatever he had to do. He did any odd job that he could find. He was mowing lawns. He was cleaning garages. And it wasn't important uh, to him what he was doing. It was only a means to the end of this project coming together. And when his neighbors heard about the idea, he was offered all sorts of chores around the neighborhood. When he was cleaning out garages, he was allowed to keep things that were going in the trash. He did a lot of recycling which is, with this project, which is one of the other things that when I read the story, I was really uh, proud of him for that. You know, think about that. Think about an 11, 12, 13-year-old recycling and building himself a tiny house. Um, another means to provide supplies was, as I said, using recycled and reclaimed pieces, um, which if you if you know anything about tiny houses, that's the philosophy of it, right? The tiny house is to live light, use recycled, you know, things like that, and, you know, all in the, in, in the goal of helping the environment, so to speak. So while he was cleaning garages, as I said, he was allowed to keep things that he found that were going to otherwise go into the trash. Uh, Luke's project came full circle when he started posting updates on the same website that gave him his initial idea. And as everyone found out about his tiny house, he started getting lots of questions. He got a lot of calls. He started a YouTube channel, which, by the way, we'll put his YouTube channel up on the Facebook this week. So look for that if you want to see uh, Mr. Thill uh, talk about his project and see some videos of his amazing tiny house. Because this is theater of the mind. I can only describe what he did. It's hard for me to put in words what it looks like. Um... So we will post that. He's been interviewed by the news. He's been uh, interviewed and talked to and helped out by a lot of do-it-yourself type places. Um, so when he bought, when he had raised enough money to buy himself the right materials, he began building this home. He wanted a starter. Uh, through his neighborhood chores and online fundraising, he saved up $1,500 to do this house. Um, so... He uh, chronicles in his channel, he chronicles a lot of the things that went wrong and how he overcame some of these things uh, and how it affects him now that the, that the tiny house is, is finished. Um, he also, he bartered some services when he needed an electrical done. He bartered off them services by, you know, working off like for the, like, like I mean, barter, right? That's the old fashioned way of doing things. And he did it. He did it. So um, the house is 89 square feet and full of surprises. Because he doesn't have indoor plumbing, he keeps bottled water in the kitchen that's equipped with a small fridge and electric stove and even outlets to plug things in. Uh, the kitchen walls are tiled with linoleum that is usually used for the floor. And Luke created a place for storing things under the countertop. Uh, he had a disaster trying to do a stained glass uh, counter. Um, and so now what he did was he used that mold and turned it into a, a storage area for silverware. Again, storage, storage everywhere. You know, how to uh, uh, create benefit to a tiny house, right? That's the whole idea, right? And so he did these things. So just moving along through the story, it, it's really amazing. And I only highlighted bullet, 
bullet points of the story. It's a very well done and long article about it. So as I said earlier, he plans to uh, the start house number two when he turns about 15. And he wants to collaborate with fans and the businesses and companies that help him with his planning and funding. Um, and he also has plans to sell house number one. So in case you're in the market. Although I got to tell you, it's weird because when I saw this story about Luke... And then two days later, just perusing the marketplace on Facebook for something, I noticed, right? I noticed that a tiny house was going for like $60,000. And I was like, what? Do they go for that much? I don't know, but we'll see what he puts his in the market for. So, yeah. So that's um, 13-year-old Luke Phil. Uh, We will hook up his Facebook and his YouTube channel so you can, well, at least his YouTube channel. So that way, you can check out what he's doing um, with this project. And he talks about some future plans. And his older brother, I think, is also restoring or building his own teardrop camper RV. So uh, it seems to be an interesting family going on here uh, with things to do. And, you know, but isn't it refreshing to see a teenager doing something, uh, like that rather than, you know, what we see a lot of teen, like what we see a lot of teenagers doing right here in our own neighborhood here scares the hell out of us. You know, these teen gangs and everything. I mean, you know, what is going on there? Right. So we'll have that all posted up, up there on the website. Okay, Halloween weekend, and we are moving along. In fact, we're actually broadcasting right now on Halloween night is when I'm doing the recording. And um, so that's what a lovely Sharon is. She's out getting ready for the trick-or-treaters. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier in the podcast, like, what are you doing? What are we doing? What what do you do? So we're just going to, you know, we are going to hand out candy for a little bit, for a little while. We're going to do that. And uh, go from there. I mean, you know, what else can you do, right? Uh, because the kid, for the kids, I mean, we're not going to do the whole thing. We didn't buy enough candy to sustain the two or three hours or whatever. But, you know, the younger kids, they come around early on. We'll get them taken care of because it's important for them that there's still some sort of semblance of this holiday that, like everything else this year, COVID has stolen. So anyway, Honor Thy Heroes, very popular segment here on the program. Let me tell you how you can get involved in it and what it is. We honor everyday people going out of their way to do extraordinary things here each week on the program. And we need stories from you to make this work. I mean, we go out, of course, on our own and we find stories, but the generation um, the generation of stories coming from the audience certainly helps and our favorites, by the way, are the hometown ones. You know, out of the small papers and whatnot. How, so you can send us a link. You can send us a link of a, of a uh, everyday person doing extraordinary things for someone else. Send it to us at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Or on Facebook at JM Talk. Send it to us in a private message there. And that's how you can contribute to the Honor Thy Heroes segment. And today we're going to shoot over. This week we're shooting over to Hamilton, Ohio. As a bus driver in Butler County is hailed as a hero after finding a missing 11-year-old girl. Uh, So we're talking about Lakeisha English, um, who spotted the 11-year-old along Route 4 in Fairfield earlier this past week. 
And the bus driver's, uh, her motherly instincts, saves the day. The police have been searching for the girl after she vanished from her home early on last Monday. So, um, Lakeisha has only been driving for the Butler County Regional Transit Authority for about six weeks and has already made a very good impression, and now this. Um, so, some people would even go as far at the authority as saying that she is already an employee deserving of a priority parking spot. So, earlier in the week, she spotted Pandora Phipps, age 11, all alone at the Fairfield Crossing Shopping Center. She says she see, quote, she's seen this itty-bitty tiny girl sitting over in the corner, and as soon as she pull, I pulled up, I gravitated towards her. I had a feeling in my soul that something wasn't right. Pandora had been missing and was four miles from her Hamilton home. Lakeisha asked how she got there, and she said that she had walked. Um, so, uh, English, as a mother, uh, said her instincts told her to take Pandora and take her home. And so she called dispatchers, and then they called the Hamilton police. So she ended up taking the child home. Um, she says she's no hero, but you know this is one of those this is one of those stories where, but you are, and it's humbling for her to, to not want that. And I, a lot of people don't want that. It's very true that a lot of people would just say this is what a human being would do. And that's fantastic. That's fabulous that she did this. And that she doesn't want to be a hero. That's, that's noble. But we're in this period of time where we need that. So she may be noble enough to not want it, but she's got to take it because people, people need it. People need for her and people like her to be those heroes right now where we have, um, such horribleness around us, right? So, um, so that's okay that she's noble, you know, but she's a decent human being, right? At the core of it. Because an 11 year old child, four miles from home, walking the streets, are you watching the news these days? Anything could have happened to this child. Children are missing every minute in this country are disappearing, are being taken. What is going on? But Lakeisha English from Butler County is our Honor Thy Heroes recipient this week on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And that's just the way it is. We thank you for your service to the community. And I I would say uh, she deserves to get that spot. And then some. Uh, so good for her. She gets those bragging rights. And that's Honor Thy Heroes. And send us your stories. We'd love to have them. And that gives us enough time for one last thing. So, you know, uh, we were out earlier today because I was looking for a really good recipe. The weather has turned cold. You can probably hear it in my voice. Because as soon as as soon as the cold weather hits, my sinuses and my throat go straight to hell. So we're out there because I wanted a nice cold weather Halloween slow cooker meal. And I found a recipe for homemade crock pot chicken pot pie. 
you know, where it's everything but the crust and you serve it with a side of biscuits. So I needed to procure the supplies to make this meal. And one of the things it calls for is cream of celery soup, cream of celery soup, cream of chicken soup, chicken broth. And I got to tell you, we went to five different places, five, before we found cream of celery soup. Not cream of chicken, not cream of mushroom, cream of celery. And I'm not talking about a lot of soups where the shelves were bare of soups in general. No, I'm telling you, soups were fine. Empty spaces where cream of celery is supposed to be. And I just found that odd. And I find it odd that somehow there's a run on cream of celery soup. I use it so little that you might as well say that we don't use it. So where to go? Where to go? Where is this soup? Where is it? I don't get it. What? <laughs> I know there. I know there's a second wave of COVID nineteen sort of happening, but cream of celery, cream of celery. Where's the cream of celery soup? I got one, and I'm happy. And my pot pie is in the crock pot. My point is, cream of celery. Every other soup is out there. Uh, I've never sat down and had a bowl of cream of celery soup. I've only known it to be uh, something you use when cooking other things, like as a as an ingredient. So I find this odd, and I just uh, wanted to point out that I was very baffled and lost a lot of time of my day trying to find this one ingredient. And uh, it, it and and it was it was it, it it was it was aggravating. It was very aggravating. I was aggravated, and still am to a certain point because again I lost valuable time today looking for an ingredient. It's silly, right? It's silly. But uh, yeah, so I just wanted to uh, I wanted to point out I, I I I don't know if this has happened in other parts of the country. Um, I didn't know if maybe cream of celery was uh, maybe taking a back seat. Maybe going away. Maybe the cancel culture wants it gone. I don't know. But anyway, that's one last thing. Just, you know, something random that I get to discuss with you one-on-one here in the last part of the show. That does bring us uh, near the end of the show. It is Halloween weekend. So uh, I hope you're having a safe Halloween. Remember, the clocks go back an hour on Halloween night into Sunday. Saturday into Sunday. So you gain an hour of sleep. Make the best of it. Okay? You gain an hour, to, you know, this weekend. So remember that. So you're not late on Monday um, <laughs> when you go back to work. So, uh, yes. Otherwise, have a safe and enjoyable Halloween weekend. Uh, be kind to everybody. Thank you on behalf of myself and the lovely Sharon for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe at www.jmtalk.net. We're also on TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. And please share us with your friends. Until the next time, next week, folks, thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye. (laughs) 